The Angel Feast Magic Hour. The Angel Feast Magic Hour. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour. Today, we're doing something a little bit different, and we're going to be doing a live reading for the podcast today. So today, we're here with Victoria, and I'm excited. Um, Victoria is also a medium, so you have some experience receiving readings and giving readings, but this is like a little bit of a different style. What I'm calling this at the moment is an aura reading, which is kind of sometimes gives, I feel like a false idea of what it is, because we could just think about maybe the energy that surrounds us. But there's also energies within us and different kind of like layers, I would describe it of energy, almost like our physical self, our spiritual self, our emotional, mental self. So with this reading, we're going to be kind of just sharing some information that the guides want to they describe it. And I was just saying this to Victoria as put on display. So showing you guys listening, not only what it is to receive a reading. And of course there's so many different kinds, but also to see how psychic sight can be so broad. It can be so different for everyone. So I just kind of wanted to explain what that looks like for me. So I just want you to briefly just introduce yourself, just say who you are and where you're located. And then we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to go through the process. I'm excited. Thank you for doing this with me. Yes. Thank you, Grace, for having me on. And, um, you know, I'm super excited to receive and hear your process. I think that, um, again, my name is Victoria Mendez and I'm a medium. We met in the spiritual development circle. Uh, as we were evolving our gifts and trying to figure out and sort out what all this fun stuff was. And so I think that it's beautiful when we can have um, energetic collaborations like this. And at the same time, um, help people understand that A, mediumship for psychic work isn't super scary. Uh, B, I think it's also where um, if you are gifted, it's not just so much about sharing your gift with others, but also being able to receive on the gift and um, being able to help others understand that maybe they have it. They just don't know because psychic work and mediumship isn't just a one size fits all, right? It's not just a, I use tarot cards and now I'm the psychic. And so I, I love sitting and receiving from your energy and your work and your gift because I think it really highlights the fact that mediumship and psychic work can be different variations and we all receive very uniquely. So I'm excited and thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we met in Sloan's group and Sloan's been on the podcast. You guys, I definitely encourage you to check out her episode. But so basically what I do is I'll use um, a drawing to kind of, channel I guess the psychic information and for me you know my background is art so that's just like the way that it's comfortable the most for me is it will come through my hands and through visual but and I've talked about this a lot on my podcast so I know the listeners know this but for me a lot of coming into the mediumship was like fear 
and I'm so scared and I don't want to see demons or dark and just like all these false perceptions of what it's like so I think for me my guides have wanted the clairvoyance to be this fun enjoyable thing and kind of like a returning to more like the childhood innocence factor and um so I've been really wanting to work on my psychic site. So that's why I've been wanting to do these aura readings and then have people come on the podcast. So we're going to be doing some readings in the next couple months. And yeah, you're going to be the first one we're going to share. So thank you for Yay! doing that. So first what we do is we, and I know um, some people can watch the video, but I'll try my best to explain through the words if you're just listening but basically I draw a little body and this doesn't look anything like Victoria this is just a proxy this is just an example of the energy so that I can kind of scan through your energy to feel things and then also receive visions so what I had you do was send me your full name and your birthday and a picture and those are not necessary you don't need those things to tap into someone's energy but for me, it's a little bit easier to have the full name. And so what I like to do is just start with like a little opening prayer and just call, calling in like guides to support us and assist us in the reading. So they can get, so essentially they'll give me the information to tell you. So we'll just close our eyes for a second. And if you want, you can put your hand to your heart or to your stomach. And we'll just take a deep breath. And we just ask to call in guidance to support us with this reading for Victoria today. Any guides or angels that are here to support and share information, we ask them to be clear and precise. And just opening up a portal of connection through all time and space. So what that is doing is just allowing me to connect with your energy. And that's why I use your name. And then we can, we'll just kind of stay in this energy throughout the reading. So my guides, how they explain it is we're having a conversation. I'll share information with you, but it's also energy. So you, and I know you're sensitive, so you might perceive things yourself, but yeah, you might have a sensation or a feeling and it's not necessarily, you need to know what that is for it to be healing. So it could just be energy that shifts and moves. So sometimes as we're doing the reading, you might have like tinglys or chills or things like that. So I know that you already are aware of that, that when spirit comes in, it can be physical. But for those listening, you might feel it too. <laughs> but so what I see, like when I open up to your energy and I kind of tuned in a little bit before we got on the call, just to kind of check what we should be talking about. <laughs> it's so broad. There's so much we can talk about. But um, they wanted to talk a little bit about just like the color energy. Um, and in general, everyone has energy that surrounds them so that could be part of your spirit part of your aura like um, how do I explain this like it's connected to your soul 
you, your energy, but then also guide, spirit team, whatever, loved ones, they can come in and they can affect our aura too. So sometimes if you have like someone near you, that might shift and change how you perceive you, Victoria. So when I looked at you, like your spirit, your energy, it was like, um, and I'm going to set, I'm going to make a little thing on Instagram with photos. So you can kind of get exactly the precisely the color I'm describing because it's hard to um, everyone. I'm going to say purple and you're going to imagine something different. So I'll share that with people. But so it was a purple color. Um, the example that they gave me was like flowing, um, not silk, like a, a satin kind of fabric, like floating in the, in the wind. Like they showed me this vision. It was very be beautiful of like, like an old school clothesline. Like people had the clothes hanging mm -hmm. out in mm -hmm. the backyard. And it was like this purple satiny fabric, very iridescent almost. And it was just like floating in the wind. And I could see and feel like the ripples of the, the fabric. And it was just super beautiful. And I was like, okay, like, can you share with us more? And to me, that felt like a, like a, summation sometimes it's hard for me to hear what they're saying you're good summation okay. like um you're more like your heart energy your emotions like it felt like a state of inner stillness and peace but there was still this vivacious vibrant color so it wasn't like what I would imagine peace is like white, like a temple or something like that. But it, to me, it was still showing that you have this um, vigor, like fierce kind of energy. Um, and there was definitely, I would say, I don't know if it's like a spirit guide or something some energy connected to you, but it was like this large cat kind of energy. Um, um, like stripes, not a tiger, but like a big panther kind of creature. Like a jaguar. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could take okay. that. I could okay. take that. Um, yeah, like a jaguar. It wasn't all black. It had like some stripes on it. Mm -hmm. But, and I was like, oh, is that like a guide or something? And it just felt like mm, almost like a protective kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I felt like they were watching me. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and um, it felt like kind of like almost like a boundary for you um, mm -hmm. to be, you know, shield yourself. You know, you don't want people just coming in your energy all the time. So it felt kind of like this gatekeeper kind of vibe. <laughs> Of yeah. like okay can I come in um and now as we're speaking you know I it feels more comfortable like they'll let me go deeper and I think that's just like for you as a protective thing yeah and, yeah and if I could share a little bit on that 
Um, I think in mediumship work and psychic work, and, and maybe you can kind of attest to this too, um, something that when we got our really immersed in our gift is for me, at least I was like open. I was open to everything. I was super sensitive. I was like, even going to the local Starbucks guy, like, Hey, I have a message for you. You don't know me and I don't know you, but here you go. And your grandpa is you know, wants to tell you something. Your grandpa, you're this, right? And so yeah. I, I think again, one of the great things about us learning these boundaries and ethical boundaries of having these beautiful gifts is um, not tapping into other people's energy on just a passerby, right? Because we don't want to dig into people's emotional wallets until we're called. But then that also calls for us to have boundaries in our own um energetic work right and so the fact that you're like hey it's kind of like a panther like a gatekeeper initially that is how I hold my space is when I walk through the day-to-day how I can be in large crowds how I can be around friends and I think for a lot of us that are really sensitive or um, heightenedly intuitive that can be overwhelming because at first it was very overwhelming for me and I couldn't be in a crowded room. I couldn't be around a lot of people because the influx of information was just too much. Or mm. I would feel a lot of things that maybe I didn't need to feel, right? And and, and it wasn't mine to carry. And so uh, the fact that like when we kind of just centered, that's when then I said, okay, I'm open to receiving. Whereas why you feel a little more comfortable because I think that it's important for intuitives. And this is something that I learned, which was, what the fact that I was all open and all like dancing around like a fairy giving messages. Um, I also had to look at not just my spiritual boundaries, but what were my physical boundaries? What were the boundaries that I was setting with people in my life um, with people around me, friends, family, coworkers, people, just random strangers. And so when you kind of hone that in and really identify, okay, what is Victoria's boundary? then it allows you to say, okay, this is the space that I'm going to keep my energy in. And so it's, it's interesting for you to share with me that you as an intuitive kind of felt that because that is how I carry myself. Cause that's my, that's how I survive. Like, yeah. I think, I think it's so it important. <laughs> it's so important. Like, and yet to have the, the tangible everyday kind of boundaries and it weighs down on you like physically too, when we're so open, it can make your body, like for me, I had a lot of body pain, like it can affect us. So they are saying too, like a lot around like the legs and the feet, like it feels like they're more, how to explain this? Like a more solidly open where energy's flowing up through the ground, through your legs. Mm-hmm. And they said it wasn't like that forever. For, yeah. For yeah. Yeah. When yeah. You were younger. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, again, I think that's where this energy boundary makes you feel more grounded because it, hence the, the, the feet and the grounding on, on the earth. Right. And so I think that for me, to your point, when we're so open, we're so disconnected, ungrounded because we're just receiving all of this information where we're well, some days we're super excited because we have this superpower and we have this intuition and we're spot on. And then other days it's like, holy crap, what did I do? Like, what's going on? Why can't I focus? And so I think for me, I've done a lot of work of centering and grounding 
just so that I can co-create with the universe with the energy and the gifts that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a tube almost. Like when I sometimes when I'll look at people's energy feet, like their feet going into the earth, it's like looks almost like the nervous system, like these little Mm -hmm. um or like a roots, like little spindly things coming. Yours are like thick. (laughs) It feels like it feels solid, which feels good to me. Like um it's almost like when you have you, you the energies that are surrounding you, they're like in a it's like in a circle around you like this rather than like this and it Mm. feels like you are able to I don't know how to explain it's like it's like a mist fog around you like circling like this so Mm. our aura you sometimes looks like this way but you it looks like this way like almost like you can peel through the fog and see more clearly like it's the guides are there and they can speak to you you can pull the information but it's not clouding your mind like you're saying um where it can feel like why can't I concentrate it feels like you're able to manipulate the energy more like Mm -hmm. or almost what is when's your birthday October 20th so are you, what's you, are you an air sign or no? Scorpio. So you're. Oh, well, I believe it's a water sign. Water. Okay. That makes sense. It feels very flowy. I was thinking air because it feels like you can pull things out of nothing. And of course that's the, in the spiritual way, like you can manipulate energies and for your readings, like call spirit for it. But it feels also like in a very physical world kind of way like you could pull something out of nothing like you know manifestation like if you saw an idea it's almost like you could just rip it forward and then you don't need to do much to create it it's just like you see it and then it happens does that make sense it makes perfect sense and I think that that's where Number one, our thoughts and our energy within those thoughts are so important, right? Because it's going to go either negative or positive, right? So you always, for me, I always have to work on staying in that positive space, even when things are negative. Um, However, that's what I mean by like, not necessarily being afraid of our gifts because they're, they are gifts, right? In the beginning, it was like, oh my goodness, this is a curse. I don't know if I want it. And now it really is a gift because I can co-create, like think of the superpower. And if you have, like you have the superpower to say, I want to earn $15,000. And that way, so again, you have this physical, the spiritual, physical energy that you can share with the universe. And now you're co-creating like with that mist and you're saying, Hey, I want this. The universe is going to say, okay. Victoria and Grace, you want this. Let's put the energy, the frequency, the color for it to attract it to you. And um, that I think is where we, for me, I identified, okay, I have this cool gift. Yes, it is of service of others, but how can I also make it of service to create the life that I want, that Mm. I'm 
really want to thrive in and live in, not just survive in. So it makes total sense. So you're just confirmation that a lot of the work that I'm doing internally is okay. It's, it's totally spot on. Like I'm doing it. I'm in the right direction. Amazing. Yeah, it really does. It feels like, I know you have a job and you work hard, but it feels, it doesn't feel like you have to, it doesn't feel hard. It just feels like you see it and it ha- like there isn't this big lag in between state mm-hmm. of I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I want this. And then five years later, it just feels like like mm-hmm. a few seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were to say, oh, I really want a sandwich. Someone's going to knock on your door like, here's a sandwich. <laughs> like it feels, yeah. <laughs> and that's how it feels like you don't have to put and I know you have put a lot of work internally like you said so it's not like you haven't worked hard but it just feels flow like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just they just keep doing that after that <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah and then kind of like looking at the energy centers is something I like to do and I think just for people listening I just like to say this because I think sometimes people can create fears unnecessarily for themselves. So when you look at the energy, sometimes things are moving fluid. Something things are not, it's not a permanent state. So if we're like, oh, there's a little block here or a little tension there, it doesn't mean like you will never have flow there. Like it could be blocked in the morning and by the afternoon it's changed. Like it's just like our physical body. It's always moving and shifting. Um, But I like to kind of just look at, the way things are moving because it gives us it's like a diagnostic tool almost like to see what's going on and how can I take like steps in my life to to help me shift those feelings so um I like to start at the feet and then go up but we already kind of talked about your feet and the root and um it just feels yeah like I said really solid like um a tube do you know what the horror line is mm-hmm. have you studied reiki yeah okay so you're familiar that energy like right on so for people listening there's like a tube almost of energy that goes underneath our belly button and like straight down to the center of the earth that feels very um how do I explain this flexible okay like it it, it feels like uh rubbery like flexible which to me feels good like so what I perceive around the horror line is that it's connected yeah to you Victoria but it's also connected to you know I believe in past lives and all that kind of stuff so it could be connected to things around our soul so to me it feels like iterations of you from other lifetimes Mm -hmm you're able to almost draw that energy up through you, like into the sacral, which we know is like a creative center, life force, like same kind of idea that manifesting energy, but it feels like it's not like you necessarily need to know or have to know like, oh, it was 1735 and this is the Mm -hmm. lifetime I'm calling on, but it feels like a deep connection to earth and like the the tree specifically (laughs) but it's almost like a um 
how the trees can all communicate to each other. That's what it feels like. You can communicate to your soul through your little iterations of Victoria, um, through your sacral, through like Mm -hmm. underneath the belly button. So through that creative energy, you could, it's like you're channeling them, but they are you. I know that's a little little no, bit you're, you're out good. there but <laughs> I think that um you know I I am a believer in lifetimes as well and we are all a version of our past lives previous lives current lives timelines the, the a collaboration of all of that and um I think when for me it's really more of understanding um that how is not my responsibility that is, I think for me, the biggest thing, because like you said, right, I'm not worried about when did this happen? 1972, right? The how is not my responsibility. If I'm calling on co-creating with the universe, um, it, it really is trust and faith. And if that is, if, if the receiving of messages is through either my highest version of myself or past versions of myself, um, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm supported by all versions. And so I think that most of us, we go through life and we wonder, well, I want to make a million dollars, but how am I going to make a million dollars? Or I want to marry the love of my life, but how is he going to show up? Um, Or how is she going to show up? I don't think it's so much of the how, right? Because the how is going to happen no matter what. I think it's really about being aware to identify the signs of how. I think it's to your point, right? Feeling within your body, um, making space to sit with for, for at least a, a woman, you know, your womb and co-creating and visualizing and understanding like we can have it all. We just have to make the choice to have it all. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think too, like thinking about it when you said that with the womb too, like just thinking about it in that perspective of we can connect to our ancestors and all those versions of ourselves through the womb as well. Like Mm -hmm. being able to even just placing your hands there and meditating. It's like sending love to that. That's, you know, how you were born too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think about. It's super (laughs) beautiful. Right. And for the men, like sitting with your Hara, right. Of just, that's also a form of creation of life. And so I think it's not just, you know, yes, as as women, we have the womb to create, um, but also men provide the seed of creation. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's also like, for me, it took a lot of work um, sitting with uh, Mother Aya to actually even just say thank you to my womb for birthing my two kids. Mm -hmm. And I had never done that before. And then once I realized oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for my womb. Because, you know, for us women, we're like, oh, our moon cycle's coming, right? Or, oh, you know, it's so inconvenient. And so we look at our womb or we're programmed to look at our womb as such an inconvenience or a negative thing. But really changing that perspective of, number one, having a gratitude of it, having the ability to co-create, like to birth a human Um, and and then on top of that, to just say, thank you. And still continuously, like I'm done having kids, but that doesn't mean that I can't continue to create through my womb, through the energy. Like, imagine you created life from that thing. So how come it can't be powerful enough to make your idea come to life? 
I know, right? <laughs> so again, I think that um, what you're saying is, and what you're sharing is, is pretty spot on with a lot of um, the work I've done, but also the perspective that I've used to change, to really be grateful for being a woman, to be very grateful of the ability we have to create. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's like, a almost like, a I don't know, not a drain, but it's like up the energy from the earth into the sacral back and forth, back and forth, back and, like a she, the earth, if you think of it as a female, but Gaia, whatever, giving you that blood and you sending it back. That's what it feels like, like this symbiotic connection. And it definitely feels like this deep earth tree connection too. Um, yeah, and they show me like almost like, just like a nice blanket out on the grass and like looking up at the stars just like that comfort in the earth and knowing that you can look up into the cosmos and it's all connected but like that feeling of safety here and not feeling you have to escape that's what it feels like like you feel your spirit feels safe here which mm -hmm. I think is a feat in itself mm -hmm. <laughs> to feel yeah. like that safety but it feels like even when things are moving quickly around you it feels like you're still in the uh weighted like you're not moving everything's moving yeah. around you and again it's pulling the things towards you you don't need to run towards a thing it's just like it comes you're the the magnet the tree solid tree <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that um to your point right we I, at least for me I found that when I was first getting all the information from the gift and kind of embodying it I was staying in the 5d world because that's where my spirit felt safe right? Mm -hmm. There was so much trauma, so much work, so much uncomfortableness in the 3D world that when I had my spiritual awakening, I was like, nope, I love the cosmos. The cosmos feels safe. You know, spirit feels safe. This is where my soul is. And then I kind of let a lot of the 3D things fall um, because I was just like, nope, I'm going to use it as an escape as opposed to taking the information and leveraging it into the 3D. And Hence the grounding work, um, you know, sitting in nature, understanding like like sitting in silence. And I know you you do a lot of this work too, of just sitting in silence and listening to the trees, to the wind, to everything, all the elements that are around us, and and um, being the anchor in the storm of chaos in this three D world. Mm, yeah. I think is where that's where it's like okay, if I need the help cool, I'll go hang out in 5D, but I'm hanging out there. I'm not staying there, right? Hey, 5D spirit guides, ancestors, you know, Gaia, I, I need that help. I'm going to tune in right now and I'm going to turn on and I'm going to just say, hey, guide me, provide me security, clarity, comfort, whatever that is. 
And then, okay, I'm, I've asked. Now I'm going to come back to 3D. And now I'm going to receive, right? And so I think that um, it took a while. It took, uh, it took a long time for me to sit there and realize, like, Victoria, you have to go back to 3D. You can't be all in Kumbaya land and be there forever and expect for 3D things to happen, right? You can't yeah. expect for the bills to get paid just because we're hanging out in Kumbaya land. We can't expect for, you know, things to just magically be in flow um, because we're in Kumbaya land. And so I think that um, it really is how do you anchor yourself and take the lessons you've learned in Kumbaya land, like take the lessons of gratitude, take the lessons of acceptance and understanding. And I always say that the bridge between 5D and 3D is 4D, which is a bridge of understanding. And mm -hmm. so that's where um, I think that it's okay to, to ask and to, to be there in a meditation, but it's also important to understand that you can anchor here and also have a bridge of understanding. And it's like a freeway. You can go, go to your favorite place, come back and, and vice versa and, and, and have safety and security here too, um, because you know that you're deeply supported in the 5D. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like that coming off the mountain. You can't <laughs> stay on the mountain forever. Yep. Yeah. And it feels very, um, yeah, it feels integrated. Like you can call the energies in it's, they explain it like almost like a woven together. Like you don't have to escape. Like you're saying, like go up. Mm -hmm. It's more that they can come he here. We're almost like it's in the heart, how they explain it. Like mm -hmm. a little doorway opening in your heart and they can like meet you there. Mm -hmm. So you're not really leaving your body like astral projection kind of stuff. It's like they can come here and you're almost meeting like in a, like a point of no time, like the heart we can connect in there. And it's not a dimension. It's not you're leaving and or they're coming. You're both able to go there. Mm hmm. That's how they explain it to me. This was the crystal I picked out for you today. Too. Oh, see, of course. So, this is also like um, this is orange, no yellow calcite, orange calcite, mm -hmm. um, which is a very like solar plexus kind of energy. So the heart door is like a little bit underneath the heart. Is how they're showing it to me, nice. which has been coming up in some meditations recently. They it's, to me, it's like the idea same idea as connecting through the womb also connecting through the heart like mm -hmm. our heart is the same throughout our lifetime so we can unless you have a heart transplant or something like that but um we can connect to you know our 60 year old self in the future we can connect to our inner child like it's there's no time there so mm -hmm. they say that's like a place that feels very safe. Um, but yeah, there's like the ancestors. The message I hear too with that is that they feel very um, satisfied. No. So, like satisfied and like um, a pride kind of thing with you. 
So mm-hmm. I think you should feel good about that. Um, and of course, you know, there's always deeper stuff like people we didn't know lifetimes ago. Like mm-hmm. there's always more we can ex- get, like excavate and heal, but it doesn't feel like this endless journey for you. It feels like you see what has been valuable and useful, useful about it in general, like spiritual journey kind of thing. And then, yeah, taking it into your everyday life. It's not like you just living your life is healing for the ancestors. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I know you have a business and all that kind of stuff. So I know I'm sure they're proud about that in like a financial healing kind of way. It feels like, Mm -hmm. um, for just like your blood line but it feels like they don't need you to go out and do yeah ayahuasca or do um you know a drum journey like you've done all these things like it's just you existing that's continuously healing them so they it just feels like a very satisfied and um it's almost like they don't want to say like, I'm so proud of you. Like, it feels like they're a little prideful. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, but like you did good kind of, that's what it feels like. Like You did, you did good kid. Yep. That, that that's vibe. Grandfather always used to say. Okay. You did good, kid. <laughs> that's so. exactly what it is. Okay. It, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's my yeah. grandfather. It's my grandmother right there. You, you did good kid. Yeah. It feels nice. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that they are proud. And, and, you know, I think I say this for a lot of the listeners, it's not easy being a trailblazer. It's very uncomfortable, right? It's not easy being the generational trailblazer, as I call it, and, and to do the work and to um, go through the depths of your soul and, and through just really understand like, why your mom loves you the way you, she loves you, why your dad loves you the way he loves you and why did it not meet your expectations, right? And why does it sit with you that way? And I think that being a, gen, a generational trailblazer, it can be very uncomfortable and there's moments of crying, there's moments of grief, there's moments of, of sadness. And then there's also a lot of moments of healing and happiness and, um, I always remind myself whenever maybe I get scared or I question my judgment or my journey, um, I always remember trailblazers, you do this for those that don't, those that won't, and those that can't. And so I always think of like, okay, I'm doing this for those that don't, those that won't, and those that couldn't. So keep moving forward. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for doing that. They appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Well, do you have any questions for me that or anything before we close out? Um, no, I I think that um I'm pretty whole and and complete. And uh thank you for sharing your gift and uh yeah, I think unless there's anything else that you feel called to share or to receive. Let me, then. Just, let me just close my eyes for a second and see if there's anything else I want to bring forward before we close out.
Yeah, all I see is like a plate with two shiny apples on it. Oh, I don't know what that means for you, but <laughs> um, it's like a ceramic plate with like a red and a green apple. Cool. We'll see where it goes. And that's something to keep in mind, like for people listening, like sometimes there's like random ass little things and we don't know what they mean. Like, cause sometimes I'll ask for clarity. They'll give me more, but that's really all I'm getting with that. And that's not bad. Like that could be like, Oh, I, I get it now. Or maybe my grandpa loved apples or it could be something completely random or it doesn't matter. Like there's no wrong or right way. And I think it's important to just bring like whatever random things they are because they might mean something. And if they don't, there's, that doesn't mean you suck. <laughs> Cause yeah, I think no, people can think like, oh man, like I don't, not doing the best reading ever. There, there's so many times where maybe I can't take it or someone can't take it in the moment. But then who knows? I'm going to randomly see two apples somewhere <laughs> in where Let I me know. <laughs> like I'm like asking for the help. And again, right. The how's not our responsibility. And that's the how it's going to I'm going to see the two apples. So I think that it's to your point. It's not I wouldn't discard things that maybe you can't take now in the moment, because, again, uh, time is illusion and it may be something that happens in the future that we're just not aware of. Yeah. And so many times, like in practice readings or with clients, like when I first started, I would get all these things. I just wouldn't say anything. Cause I'm like, this is fucking weird. And then they, something came up in their life. I'm like, why didn't I say that? Like, that was exactly what I should have said. So it's like, you know, don't question yourself too much. Like we never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. We're just going to do a little closing prayer. So if you want to close your eyes and we just give thanks to any angels, ancestors, guys that came to support with this reading today, sending all Victoria's energy back to her, calling all my energy back to me and any energy we moved or shifted today. We just ask to be released into the light or buried deep into the earth to be recycled, renewed into usable energy. And closing any portals that we open during this work, again, sending all Victoria's energy back to her. So be it, so it is. Thank you. Um, and yeah, you don't have to say that out loud, but I like to. Um, but I think it's important for people to know, like, it's good to have some kind of way to break that tie. You know, I don't want to mm -hmm. just be walking around sending you energy and, and taking your energy forever. Like, you know, you want to send it back, um, whether or not you're doing healing or just yep. a reading, you're still creating that like core, core. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for again, sharing your gift and, all the messages that were channeled through you to you. Um, I, I definitely can take a lot of that. And, and um, for all intents and purposes, I think you've given me clarity into like a lot of the work and acknowledgement. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. I'm so glad we did this.
Yay. All right, y'all. You can, And I'll put um, links to connect with you in my show notes. So if people want to see what you do, um, we'll put you in the little bottom show thingy. My words are not working anymore. <laughs> well, thank you. And we'll see y'all soon. Thank you. For listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour. To support the show, you can donate to us through the link in our show notes. Please give us a rating and a review, a little five-star magic on Apple and Spotify. This allows our voice to be shared to the greater public. I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. Follow us on Instagram at angelface and dot grace. See you next week.